just once again make clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit, not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, gormless, and tasteless filth whilst reveling in it. Cinemus Psyops aims to drag you down into the very same muck filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality. Cinemus Psyops. They heap weekly praise on such filth while discussing the most base and animalistic urges, reviewing the lowest common denominator of low-grade trash ever considered film.
Welcome to the 409th consecutive week that we have released in the Messiah. I say consecutive week that we've released because we're no longer recording consecutive weeks. We're just recording a bunch of advance and then just putting them out consecutively just to kind of keep our record going. And this represents the final fucking one that we're going to be doing like this in this rush to our vacation that is much, much needed. And the person who needs that vacation more than me is my co-host, Matt. I mean, kind of. It would be nice to, I don't know. My life is at a fucking empty vacuum of work and that's about it anyway how's you doing Corey? <laughs> i'm doing okay how's everyone yeah, i tried to give you a little present to cheer you up and bring your spirits up but nobody gets to hear yeah. it this week even yeah i fucking love it <laughs> no it'll be another two weeks so after after the next few episodes you guys will hear it it's gonna be awesome i fucking love that thing <laughs> so did you, you did you actually so much. did you actually it's get awesome. it to work like to where you could hear yourself through the computer if it's just not working for zoom i or? could hear myself uh it, it Okay, it's weird. I plugged everything in. I could hear myself in my own headphones. And then the computer saw that I had everything plugged in. It could see it. It's just Zoom's like can't detect anything. And then anytime I try to go to test or nothing, because this laptop sucks right now, uh, everything freezes up. So it's just something that's going to take me some time. I'll get it done this in the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to have two weeks off of actual recording with me. You only have to spend a little bit of time yeah. maybe getting the new computer that you got going running and uh, the new microphone with it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then boom, get it rolling. <laughs> yeah. At least this time, it sounds like that horrible, horrible disconnect delay that has been in several episodes from your internet switch is somewhat resolved. That's good. <laughs> I, I actually hear yeah, you and it's not seems, a huge delay. Seems like we're more... Yeah, it seems like we're more on the same level. Hopefully it keeps up. <laughs> yes, we're definitely more on level <laughs> recording. Yeah, we're more on level. <laughs> I had to do that joke. It was just there. Oh, it was Jesus. too obvious, but I had to do it. Right. <laughs> uh, so people are going to wonder why they didn't hear an actual intro of Herschel Gordon Lewis introducing and talking about the film Blast Off Girls that we're talking about this week, which features a band called the Blast Off and Girls, but I don't understand how they got that title other than exploitation. Um, yeah. This week was not included in the Shock and Gore box set, everybody, because it's not Shock and there's no Gore. Uh, it's very much like Moonshine Mountain, only with even less Shock and way more fucking mainstream and uh, probably the finest film that I've seen Herschel Gordon Lewis produce yet. It ain't half <laughs> bad. It ain't half bad. Uh, a rocketed thing to look at for the music <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's uh, definitely a scathing look over what was happening in the Garage Brock uh, regional hits uh, era of music. Uh, its time is 1967 when it was released. That means it was probably shot in 1967 like the other four films that we've covered that were shot in 1967. And uh, he probably produced yeah. it very quickly, but uh, there's some passion behind this one. I think there's an actual message he was trying to get out here. I think so. I don't think you're wrong. The other interesting thing about it, too, is it's also very heavily influenced, and we'll get into it once we get in there, but I'm seeing a lot of, like, the late 60s TV influence in this with, like, the monkeys and things like that, where, you know... Oh, yeah. A little more because Herschel Gordon Lewis can't help himself. He has to have someone doing something sleazy and awful in his films for the exploitation factor. But it's pretty much like as tongue in cheek and bubblegum as the monkeys, only it shows you sort of the dark, seedy underbelly of the prostitution that makes all this happen. I mean, (laughs) weird. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, 
it just shows that young men are driven by the the idea of uh, getting laid more than anything else. Well, and we'll get into and it. Then it usually goes to drugs. And then they start to wonder about money later, <laughs> much later. Yeah. After it's far too yeah, late. Yeah, once the drugs have uh, all stopped being as stimulating and all the sexes and all that great to distract you, that's when you worry about the money that you should be making yeah. in a band. And in this era, this is definitely something that we've seen like tons of rock bands talk about. Even Alice Cooper fell victim to this at one point in his career, where you just trust the wrong manager at the right time. And even though they may get you a name, they also take everything from you. And I can't wait to actually really get into it and talk about it. So why don't we stop beating around the bush and we'll just jump into the actual review proper. Uh, this week, instead of grabbing the m- music right out of the movie, which I may still do for the main feed. We'll see how squirrely I feel for that. Uh, I grabbed some songs that I really dug that were regional hits uh, from the Nuggets, uh, the first artifact of the psychedelic era, I think is what it's uh, referred to as box set. Uh, I grabbed uh, four different songs from four different regional hit bands that I'm hoping nobody else has really heard before. Um, I tried to get some different stuff that I may or may not have played on the show as well. We'll, we'll see. Maybe you've heard it because of that, but that's uh, what we have for the Pirate Radio edit. Uh, up first this week is the band the third rail with the song run 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 and that's going to happen right after this legion patreon ad this will keep it quiet oh hi there i didn't see you you caught me cutting a new show i'm bo ransdell and i'm one of the many creators you can find on legion podcasts i said quiet my fellow podcasters and i work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting but that comes at a cost Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. The third rail. I'm hoping that's something that some folks had never heard before out there. Ah, 
I had never heard of that, so well done. <laughs> it's another one of those bands that uh, could have been, should have been, would have been, or what have you, that were regional hits, but maybe didn't break nationwide or even across the globe. All contained in that box set. I really enjoy that Nuggets, the first artifact of the Psychedelic Era. It's a really cool box set. Anyway, let's uh, stop talking about music. and should have, <laughs> And the woulda, shoulda, couldas, and let's get into the Blast Off Girls, which the Blast Off is a band, and the girls are prostituted to keep the band going. Well, anyway, the first 20 opens with uh, the film opens on a psychedelic rock band performing out of the blue and a dude wearing a suit steals a beer from a beatnik while the 60s garage rock band tries to rile up the crowd. According to the credits, this is the film that actually features Colonel Sanders himself that we heard about in the documentary. So uh, I didn't skip it, folks. We're going to talk about it. No, no, we are so going to talk about that. <laughs> the band finishes up their set and says goodbye with a final song that ends the words good night ladies over and over and over again several times before somewhat of a guitar solo that was the same as the last songs guitar solos played and then everything is repeated again with the good night ladies good night ladies this cuts back and forth to the crowd dancing and finally ends with fucking dialogue thank you our first clip pretty good crowd tonight huh boach no that's so good you guys aren't much of a draw right gordy yeah man not so good yes thanks Boji, why'd you say we gross tonight? Oh, five, maybe, uh, maybe six hundred. I see. Her, did you count the house? Yep. Between four and a half and five hundred at two bucks a head. Okay, Boji, her can count. You are somewhere around five hundred. We'll settle for four, but we want it right now. There's two hundred. Split it up any way you like. Have a blast! <laughs> maybe you can buy some instruments that put out music. Don't wrinkle the fabric. You guys want to work? You'll take the 200. Come on, Maxine. It's getting kind of sweaty in here. Bougie, you are all through. We aren't going to work for you anymore. Right? Right. You want to starve? It's up to you. Come on, Maxine. I have some champagne and other goodies for you. Be here at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, where the probation officer gets told about that party. Get yourself some new pants. Hey, Maxine, how long has your brother been a probation officer? Kirby. How much more does he owe us, Herb? Settle for 200 more. <laughs> Man, 200 more. That nice suit gets wrinkled. Are you nuts? I'll call the fuzz. Gordy, call the fuzz. Hey, Maxine. How old are you? Hey, listen. Listen, you young morons will never work again. I'll take care of that. I'll get another group and I'll wipe the floor with you guys. You're nothing without Bougie Baker. That fade out of the Goodnight Fuji is exactly how they did the Goodnight Ladies, which you've probably heard before if you've ever watched a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about on that. <laughs> the Goodnight Fuji song goes on for a while, however, and then ends with a cut to another band performing at a place called Mother Blues. Fuji sends his lady home, and wait, that's dialogue, our next clip. Grab the bus. You 
you have a key. By the time you get into something comfortable, I'll be there. Blow, Maxine, if you want a place to sleep tonight. <laughs> wow, Bungie seems like a real nice guy, doesn't he? No, he seems like a real creepy little cunt bag. <laughs> well, you're going to have to get used to seeing him on screen being creepy and awful because he's in the entirety of the movie, pretty much. Yeah, he's he's pretty much the star. Yeah, that's, that's also true. <laughs> After she leaves, they head inside and watch the band play. That ends and the band takes a break. So Bungie heads over to the green room or wherever. And then all of a sudden cut and we're in his apartment, I guess, because the lady's back and in her negligee. What fucking ever. That's our next clip. Take a good look. She goes with the deal, right, Maxine? Anything you say, love, provided it ain't got mold on it. <laughs> hey, chick, that include me too? Gordy, lay off. She's private stock, you know that. Look, Mr. Baker, we're interested, but we still don't know what you're offering us. I'm offering you a name. I'm offering you some, uh, Decent clothing. I'm offering you some amplifiers that don't blow up your speakers. I'm offering you the kind of life any musician would jump at. Wine. Women. And all you've got to do is provide the song. All right, come on. Make up your minds. So Maxine knows whether she uh, stays here or goes with you. Gee, Tom, I don't know. What have we got to lose? He's right. My amp's ready to blow sky high. I get feedback when I crank it past three. How about you, Chris? Well, I'll go along with the gang. What the heck? We're ready to bust up anyway. I don't see what difference a couple of weeks will make, huh? Okay, Mr. Baker. What's your deal? Simple. Standard manager's terms. 50-50. I buy the outfit, I buy the equipment, but it comes out of your share. Take it or leave it. Yes or no. I think 50% is too high. Yeah. But after all, he's taking the risk. Right. That's it. Yes or no. If it's not you, it'll be somebody else. All groups sound the same, right, Gordy? Yeah, yeah they do. Don't you run crap. He wouldn't con you guys. Okay, how long is the contract? No, contract. You can quit when you like. I own the name. Now, come on, make up your minds. Yes or no. Let's vote. I say yes. Me too. Without an amp, I'm out anyway. Okay, I'll go along. Okay with me, we can't be involved. We are. All right, Mr. Baker, you have yourself a group. Okay, from now on, you guys are known as the Big Lap. All right, be here at 10 tomorrow morning. They have to wait till 10, Bougie. Like they say in the all-night diner. No waiting, huh, Maxine? Yeah. Okay, scratch that first idea. You guys can stay here. I'll meet you here. At 10 tomorrow. <laughs> I got other places I can stay. Come on, Gordy. Not your turn yet. This isn't our style. We look like Guy Lombardo. It should look that good. Make up five of them. Make sure they fit. Look, I'm going to tell you once, and I'm out of patience. I don't care what your style is. From now on, it's my style. Kim, honey, you don't think they look like Guy Lombardo, do you? I think they're sharp, Fuji. Okay. Jesus Christ. 
What risk? That's what I always wanted to know. What risk are you fucking assuming there, my homie? Because I don't think you're actually giving us much risk. Well, if you listen to him speak very clearly, he says they're splitting 50-50 and the cost of all the stuff that he buys for them up front comes out of their 50, the band's 50. So the band is still paying for their own gear eventually. So what risk? The risk is he's putting up all the money up front, which is usually what ends up happening with these quote-unquote manager-investor type that do this. They basically just spend just enough money to get them noticed and then keep all of the money that comes in from there on out. (laughs) Hey, Malcolm McLaren did it to the fucking Sex Pistols, dude. It does happen. And it's a real thing. <laughs> oh no, I'm I do not disagree with you at all that that's a real thing. That is definitely a thing. I'm just saying it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, well, it happened. It totally did happen. And this film is actually yeah. not being very exaggerating about how it does happen. This is how bands get fucked over all the time, especially back then. All right. So yeah. at the end of the clip, we see this newly tooled up band performing their music in the suits provided. And somehow they now have a saxophone player, even though there is not one on stage. That doesn't matter because it's a hip and groove well, in time for you daddios out there. Yeah, for all you people out there oh you mommies and daddios or whatever the fuck <laughs> dialogue happens at the end of the song and that's our next clip concentrate on that guy soften him up you know how i know how but what's in it for me i always take good care of you don't i honey come on over in a minute right Please. what do you say mike you got a deal hey. mike I tell you, I'm going to take the big blast, and I'm going to put them right on top. You book them for this year's show, you get them again next year. By next year, the kids will be doing something different. Look, Baker, they're okay. They're not good, they're not bad, but they're certainly no different than a hundred other groups I can get. Mike, I tell you, these guys have got sex appeal. Honey, come here a minute, please. Yes, sir. What do you think of the big blast? Oh, mister, I just love them. They make me feel all warm. What's your name, honey? Kim. Kim, this is Michael Blake. How do you do, Mr. Blake? Mr. Blake is the promoter of the big battle of the bands over at the Opera House. Oh, I always wanted to meet a big promoter. Kim, what would you say if I told you that Mr. Blake is going to book the big blast in his show? Oh, would that make you happy? Oh, yes, that would make me very happy. Happy enough to want to make Mr. Blake happy? Oh, wait a minute. That's all right, Mr. Blake. I just love to get to know you better. Does that prove how popular they are, Mike? Can you fly? I really got to admire you, Baker. Like I said, all groups sound the same, so what's the difference? Got a deal. Oh, Baker, just for the heck of it, she one of yours? What's the difference? You're right. What's the difference? So it seems that bands are sold solely on the fuckability of a lady who hangs around them. And while you think that is absolute bullshit, just remember that Dennis Wilson paid to have Charles Manson's stuff recorded because of the ladies from his cults were fucking him. So it's not that far-fetched. Really not that far-fetched. Like, uh, so not far-fetched. The film cuts away from this to a dude (laughs) introducing the band as they take the stage. The manager has a bunch of ladies storm the guys and try to rip off their clothes, making it look like it's quote-unquote a real thing 
but it's so obviously fake because of how poorly it's acted. Big time yeah. fake. The manager tells the ladies to do it again at the end of the song, and that leads into our fifth place. Good. Good work. Now listen. I want you to do it again with the song in. Let's see if the cat will follow you. Hey, Baker, wait a minute. Wait. Okay. I'm going to go over and talk to that man. I want you to... This is Mel. Mel's a photographer for Top Ten Bones. You know, the magazine that prints stories about groups like the Big Blast. Jeez, I've always wanted to meet someone who writes for a magazine. The song ends and the ladies rip more shirts going after the boys. And that is the end of the first 20 minutes. Well, it's like the Beatles, all that shit. So, I mean, that's what happened back then. The Hard Day's Night and other Beatles movies that were from this era. And then also uh, the monkeys that were kind of lampooning that a little bit. That's clearly a heavy influence on what's going on here. And that's essentially what a lot of these regional garage rock bands were really trying to do is recreate that sort of fervor and craziness that was happening for rock and roll at that time. Uh, There was sort of like this feedback loop of things that would happen over here in America for rock and roll, going over to Britain and then coming back over here with like different haircuts or moppier times tops or longer, more whacked out hair. And then it would go back over to Britain uh, with the crazy psychedelic rock. And then their second wave of psychedelic rock that was influenced by the first wave of psychedelic rock that came across the United States was insane. And it becomes this unbelievable feedback loop until it gets to the point where it literally is like Austin Powers, where it's just as kitschy and weird and just that's how far out the 60s went with that feedback loop of weirdness. Yeah, right. It's just like, well, all right. I mean, people got really, really, I mean, it was probably the beginning of the really, really obsessed fan. Yeah, they portray that pretty well here on how that is very clearly just something that was set up. And, you know, there's one person that knows to do it. And then all of the quote unquote cows follow him, I think he said, follow that girl for Mm -hmm. doing it or whatever again. And they do. Um, They they go for it. It just becomes this crazy like fandom that's just manufactured and pushed along. Uh, The interesting part about this movie, though, for this like regional rock band that they're trying to promote is the blast off or the big blast off or whatever they're going to call them. Uh, there are some songs that are featured in this that I have actually heard on some of the companion or, or those uh, compilations of like various garage rock stuff that I own or what have you. So I don't know if this band is actually a regional hit for sure or not, if it's this specific band or they're just using different music from those types of bands. But there were some really big regional successes in the Chicago area, which this is kind of where this is filmed. So I don't know. I, I don't know how far into reality this goes. If these guys are actually a band band, uh, that just got featured in the movie, which seems very likely. Um, this film is very clearly just set up to sell Kentucky Fried Chicken later on. Uh, so I wouldn't be all that surprised if it also got you know money from bands to film them performing and try to make them a bigger success than what they may have been before, because that was a huge thing that they did in the 60s. I mean, like the whole like uh, beach blanket bingo movies, that's exactly what they did is they would have, you know, artists show up in there to try and get like a cross promotion going with their music in those movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it all makes sense. And you kind of see it like that. You're like, God, how many groups were forced onto people by fake and shit like that? <laughs> well, especially in the 60s, a lot of this stuff, these regional promotional, like regional like successes and these smaller garage rock bands. In a lot of cases, there would be a band performing under a name that a producer came up with and recorded just a, like a bunch of studio musicians 
like I think I can't remember the specific names, but this is just like hypothetically speaking. Uh, in three different cities across this country, you would watch a band called the Chocolate Watch Band perform a song that may or may not have been on the radio. But the people that recorded the version of it that's on the radio and the people that were playing that night were all completely different people. It was just the same name from some promoter pr- producer that put it all together. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was mm-hmm. all super yeah. manufactured, and there was three different cities with three different bands all playing the same songs. You know, you could see that happening from that one regional hit. (laughs) Yeah, you could. That's very true. (laughs) It's just this weird thing that just kind of happened back then. So I don't know. We can move on. Uh, I didn't do the notes very, uh, very efficiently. Um, I kind of lost track in what I was doing and just kind of enjoying watching the movie. So I go from the second 20 to the second, like 25. I do 25 minutes an extra out. And then we're going to go till like the 45 minute mark, which is pretty much right through the middle. And I think that's probably the way to go because the story is not super complex. The band is getting picked up by a guy who's very clearly scamming them. It's obvious. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's not a whole ton of story to tell on this one. (laughs) Right. And if you're into this kind of regional garage rock stuff, the music is pretty tolerable, too. How about this? Yeah. Or how about this? There's a story. It's not that difficult to follow a story. (laughs) No, no, definitely not. Let's just go ahead and we'll move on. So the next uh, 25 minutes starts off where the first 20 left off. But the photographer is tricked into snapping all of the crazy promotional material. These ladies going crazy. And one of them actually poses for the camera. And they cut away from this to our next clip. Now hold it. Quail is fine, but... After a while, it gets kind of obvious we're not getting any bread. Chris, baby, cool. Don't sweat all over the clothes. All right. I'm listening. You got a beef? What is it? Baker, some of the fellas don't think we're getting a fair shake. Some of the fellas? Yeah. Which of the fellas? All of us. Okay, all of you. There's the door. Go. Have a blast. Just leave your jackets for whoever takes your place. No! What's the matter with you guys? You hypnotized or what? Come on. We can get our own girls. Chris! Baby! Take it easy. Look, I know all you guys want some more loot. So old Bougie set up a recording contract. Might mean a nickel apiece. Hey man, a nickel! What's a nickel? Where you been? A nickel is five. Five what? Hundred bucks. What do you make out of it? Don't worry about me. You guys better get something straight. I own the jackets. I own the girls. I own the name. You know, old Bougie's trying to be a nice guy, and you're making it awfully tough. You think you're big enough and good enough to make it on your own? Go. Try it. Have a blast. Right now, your names are worth exactly zero. But try it. Go. Have a blast. Okay. Okay. But when do we get our names on something? I mean, our names, not the big. Is that bothering you, Bunky? <laughs> okay, I'll work on it. Now, enough of this nonsense. 
I'm setting up a recording date, but we need a different sound. Tom, can you guys get an unusual beat out of the drum and organ? That's... Hey, you know, hey the harps. Hello. This is Mr. Baker. I want to speak with the artist who's laying out my poster. Steve Baker. You got that poster in front of you? Alright. I want to make a couple of changes. Hey, man. You serve fried chicken? <laughs> do we serve fried chicken? Well, we, we do serve fried chicken. Yeah, man? We'll make with about a half a dozen orders. I got five hungry musicians out there. And musicians, did you say? Man, they ain't nuclear physicists. Oh, and I love music. If I'll tell you what, if you set them up and play me some good, soft music, you can have dinners on the house. Man, you got a deal. Hey, you guys, I just made a deal. Lunch is a buck each, if we deliver some music. Good deal, huh? Give me a dollar. Gordy's learned a few things from uh, Bungie. And yes, the Colonel does make another appearance. Every time the Colonel talks, it's a clip. I will give you that. It's it's a fucking Colonel, man. <laughs> he puts an ingredient in the chicken to make you crave it fortnightly. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, we have some Sanders sightings, folks. <laughs> looks, as <though> the, <laughs> looks as though the band got duped into playing for food and paying a buck to do it as well, because as I'd mentioned, Gordy actually learned something from hanging around with Bungie for a while. After the clip, the yeah. band is jamming out, sounding like a subpar version of The Doors doing it, and even Colonel Sanders himself is dancing to it for a moment while that is happening. The band seems to be playing the freak out part of the song over and over, however, and it is not, in fact, my vibe. I'm not really digging that. It thankfully ends, and the band have Colonel Sanders walk up to them once again. I promised you, and here it is. That's our next clip. Hey, boys, that was just fine. Thank you. Come back again anytime on the same deal. Well, I'll bring them back. Therefore, even though the audition tape showed a great deal of promise, I fear it will be impossible for us to enter into negotiations at this time. We're returning your tape here with, and put this under separate cover, Miss Stevenson. Uh, cordially and so on, and that you can sign Marty. Okay, Miss Stevenson, now we can take uh, this one. This goes to Rose Hill Music Company. Attention, Mr. Irwin Hill. That's I-R-W-I-N. Dear Irv, uh, in reply to your note, we certainly do want to record I'm flying. No G. But your terms are stiffer than... This is Dunn's office. Who's calling, please? It's Mr. Baker. He says he knows you. Uh, Boogie Baker? Hello, Boogie. What are you promoting now? Me promoting? Marty, you've got me wrong. Listen. I know your secretary is sitting on your neck, so just answer yes or no. You remember that uh, party we had at my place about four months ago? Oh, sure, sure, I recall. Well, we're going to have another one. What's more convenient for you, tonight or tomorrow? Oh, uh, this is the day, isn't it? Well, tell him, tell him I'll meet him for dinner uh, if his business won't wait. <laughs> him? If any him looked like this, I'd call Ripley. <laughs> okay, tonight at my place, 7 o'clock, 
Better eat some oysters on the way over. <laughs> We've been expecting you. Please do come in. Um, are the uh, other guests here? Yes, she's here. Oh, Linda, the other guest has arrived. Come on out and say hello. Hi. Well, hello. Do you want to play catch? Why, sure. Then catch. Have a good time, Marty. <laughs> the greatest. Only the greatest. I don't know how you do it. Say, relax, relax. You've got 15 minutes before you have to be back out in the suburbs. Here. Thanks. Is that the group you're promoting? Yep. I love the party. But I don't like the group. They're not ready yet. But, uh, I owe you one. You owe me this one. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe in a couple of months they'll be ready. Because you know, I want to, I want to come back to another party. They're ready now. Sorry. Nope. Sorry. Yes. Okay, Bougie. What have you got? Pictures. Yep. Not developed yet, but uh, probably good ones. <laughs> Mr. Dunn, you're done. Well, that's what I jolly well get. But do me one favor. Sure. Well, get some synchronization between that lead guitar and that organ. I'll do what I can. They got a name? The Big Blast. It's as good as any. 10 o'clock, Tuesday morning, Apex Recording Studio. I want a fast one and a slow one. Just like my companions tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. I've never heard a man be so okay with getting blackmailed before, but this guy, he's just like, yeah, fuck it. That's it. <laughs> it is what it is. Everyone. All right. All right. Good. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. Like That's I, one way of putting it. Yeah. I feel like the guy is just going to be banging around a bunch anyway. And like, he basically told him like, okay, well you can have what you want, you know, just keep me in girls either way is basically what he's saying. And I love how nobody gives a shit yeah, about the music much. at all. Like at all. Nobody. No, no one does. <laughs> it's oh, all I mean, about that guy does kind of he does still kind of care because he's like, hey, can you please have a practice or some shit before I release it? Yeah, he needs them to get into a better sync, so he at least has a better excuse. But uh he's not wrong. A lot of the music from this era, a lot of the bands all did try very much to sound the same. And it was just whoever hit hit or whoever had enough of a unique thing to get people to notice them, they got noticed and their songs made it you know but a lot of the stuff is almost yeah. directly the same 
game. So it's interesting the way that they're showing the behind the scenes stuff where it's literally just this guy keeps selling women to keep his music career going. Like he's essentially just a pimp and there's yeah. no difference between him and a pimp, except that he's stealing there money from musicians on top of it. <laughs> Exactly. And he's just trying to keep his promotion, promoter, poor shit going. <laughs> and they cut away from this to our next clip. Okay. Let's put it. Knock off for five minutes, boys, when we play it back. Great. Yeah. Let's go. How does it sound, Ernie? Fair. Is uh, fair good enough, Marty? For me, no. For the public, all groups sound alike in the dark. Look, like I told you, I've heard worse. We'll give it a shot. A real blast. Okay, Ernie, let's play back this one before we hear the other one. And, uh... With that, we get a montage of records, money, and parties as the band appears to have taken off into the highest echelon of rock as everyone is dressed up all fancy with lots of jewelry and such. This sequence feels very much like the TV show of the monkeys and holy shit, does this motherfucking montage last for fucking ever or fucking what? (laughs) It goes on for quite a while. Yeah. It really does, yeah. It finally ends with a fight in the band as they have a bit of a breakdown and our ninth clip. Hold it, I said. I've got something that'll take care of the whole thing. We'll have a party. A party? Yeah. You don't want a party, you want some bread. (laughs) You'll like this party. Hey, parties are fine, but according to Variety and Billboard, our record's way up there. Yeah. What a Variety and Billboard print, Gordon. Man, they print what you lay on them. Did the boys' record make any money, Gordy? I ain't with that question. How should I? Did the boys' record make any money? Huh? Oh, no, man. It was a deep dish dying dog. Say, what kind of an act is this you and Charlie McCarthy here for? I think the question is, are we making any more money? You know, you jerks are the most ungrateful bunch of nincompoops I've ever met. You have everything you want. Girls! I think we're at the point where money is more important than girls. Shall we take it out of his hide? Wait, wait! If we're right, our record is doing well, right? Right. right. And if our record is doing well, we should have no more trouble getting another one. Right? Yeah. Right. Because we have no contract with Scrooge here. We make the next record on our own. Yeah. Get a square count and all the loot. Right? Oh, yeah. right. So the next yeah. record is by us without our light finger to count. And if he thinks he owns a name, let him sue us. Yeah. He doesn't right. own any more than we do. Right? They don't want to work with me. I don't want to work with them. They think they're big enough to try it on their own? Go. Try it. Right, Gordy? Yeah, man. Right. Sure. Sure, I'm right. You guys think you own the name? Keep it. I'll find another name, another group. So we'll see you, right? No hard feeling. Tell you the truth, I'm kind of relieved myself. But let's be friends, though. I'll tell you. You know that party we were going to have? We'll have it anyway. Sure. Why blow your cool? It's settled. Everybody show up for our farewell party tonight. We'll have it at Gordy's place. Yeah. It's nice and big. We'll have lots of room. Know what I mean? We'll have a blast. <laughs> and I mean, a blast, kids. And that is the end of the first 45 minutes. So we are pretty much over halfway through at this point. Yeah. But as you can see, it's just another group trying to take the power back from a shit deal they signed when they got all sorts of fucking hammered with, you know, uh, women and drugs and all that shit. And they felt, you know, victim to that. 
Well, apparently in this sequence, the way that their band was talking, the contract is over with and they've decided they've had enough of this guy and they want to move on. But he still convinces them to go do this party anyway. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, it's such a great party. You got to be a part of this party. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get there. That's the start <laughs> of the second half. But Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it is going to be a party. <laughs> It's a party in that it is a gathering of people, yes. Since we're ready to talk about it, let's just dive into yes. the second half. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> the second half starts with a cut to a dude rolling a joint very badly. This is that Gordy fucker. And has another in his mouth that gets lit by someone else. It pans out to show a whole bunch of people getting stoned and or drunk or both. And someone in the band sleezes on some chick sitting next to him. It appears the band has not discovered the dangers of the devil's lettuce until this moment. And this will now help keep them under their control of their manager just a little while longer. This sequence is seriously like watching a lame as fuck part in real time only it like really fucking sucks i got real reefer madness type shit out of this <laughs> no that party in reefer madness is lit man it's like awesome like it yeah, makes me want to be high this is pretty realistic for a bunch of fucks like at the end of the night whenever everybody's ready to start pairing off and pass out somewhere after disappointing each other in bed like that's the part of the party we're at oh, of course but it just keeps going <laughs> the joint yeah, no, I was just pretending. saying that it reminded me of one of those God. I was just saying it reminded me of one of those reefer madness fucking movies and shit you know <laughs> like yeah, oh yeah, they it, found drugs and now they're whore now they're their lives are ruined. <laughs> the joint roller dude pretending to be fucked up is probably the lamest shit I have ever seen, including the mannequin heads thus far. <laughs> there is a knock on the door and some dude gets all Frank Drebin on them in our 10th clip. Ooh, I know that smell. Filler dips, they ain't. <laughs> hey, uh, Bobby, are you with it or again? All right, all right, everybody up. yesterday they were my boys then as of tonight they're on their own yeah it is a pity because well now i'm gonna have to take them downtown and book them and tomorrow will be in all the newspapers and that'll be the end of them <laughs> musicians give us a break will you 
Lieutenant, let this one go. He's my assistant. I'll vouch for him. Well, your word's good enough for me, Mr. Baker. You, if you can walk without being three feet off the ground, go on back and lie down. Hey, man, like make with a thanks. Back to my little grass shack. All right, the rest of you guys. Come on, let's go. Help us out, will you? Yeah, come on, not a chance. You guys are on your own. First thing you do is louse up your careers permanently. Who needs more trouble? All right, come on, you guys. Lieutenant, just a second, please. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm forming a new group to replace you guys. Now, I can do this. If any of you want to join, I'll see what I can do to take care of this. Anybody interested? What the heck? It beats jail. Okay, I'll join. Okay. 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 Almost. This time we have an understanding in front. You sign this contract. Take all the time you want to read it. Three years. It could have been five. Read it and decide. It doesn't make any difference at all to me. What the? Okay. I'll sign it. You guarantee I'll beat the rap? Lieutenant? Let him go on my say-so? You know I will, Mr. Baker. You hear the man. While the pen is hot, anybody prefer me to the Leavenworth? I can use some side men. Can't let my buddy get crucified alone. Better read it first. I'm afraid if I did, I'd get sick. Anybody else? Lieutenant's getting impatient. That's it, then. Here. I'll vouch for these two. I don't want them to have any sort of criminal record. These are all yours. Well, that's okay with me. I don't like long sideburns anyhow. Come on, you hopheads. I don't have to read it. If it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. You're doing a smart thing, Sonny. Using a pick on a guitar is a lot easier than using another kind of pick on a rock pile. Well, that last remark made a lot of sense to me. What do I sign? And then there was one little Indian. What do you say? I get it. No point in being a dead hero, huh? Okay, Baker. You got us. For better. For worse. And then there were none. Gentlemen, we've had a long evening. I suggest you go home and sleep this stuff off. Tomorrow we start on a brand new phase of our relationship. Okay, scat. And don't run into the police or we go through this whole thing all over again. Take a cab. Remember, 
your big shots now. A good night's work, eh? Lieutenant. Not bad, Bougie. Girls, come on out. Daddy's home. Hey. Girls, I want you to meet a friend of mine, Lieutenant Kronsky. I want you to make him feel very, very welcome tonight. Where'd the rest of them go? Off to Betty Bye. Alone. We'll try and make sure you're not disappointed. Gordy. I hear you wailing, man. Gordy, there's even one for you. <laughs> Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Huh? Before you get too tied up, I'd like to have you witness these signatures. Oh, sure, Bougie. Here, let me your back, honey. Here you go. Thanks. By the way, is there any uh, pot left for me? <laughs> you put on a good show, Lieutenant. Now, have a blast. Well, isn't that just a seriously fucked up shakedown to pull on some kids, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bribe a cop and he'll do whatever you want. What a dick. The band totally implodes during their next recording session, and the manager smooths it over by basically being a fucking pimp again and offering more women. The band tries again, and with that recording, it cuts to another montage with a song I actually recognize from one of the Garage Rock collections I have, but I don't know the name of the band or the song off the top of my head. I just vaguely recognized it. Just goes to show you this band was one of those regional successes, as I mentioned earlier in one of our discussions. Part of of the sequence is the old dude from the studio hanging with the promised sex workers as well. The montage shows the band partying down as well. Things are looking bad for the band, but there's finally dialogue, which looks good for me and our next clip. All right. Oh, that was awful. It stinks. It's amateurish. Man, that's it. That's all we have. Uh, maybe you boys aren't ready for another album just yet. I say they are. Oh, Bougie, have you heard this today? They can't get out eight bars without blowing. Look, Marty, you just stay with them. Bougie, it's absolutely hopeless. Maybe if they wait a couple of days. Look, we're blowing studio time for nothing. Marty, turn the damn thing off. They can hear you. Oh, look, fellas. Some days you just can't make a nickel. Knock it off and we'll try it again Friday. Okay? But get some rest and some practice. We'll do it again. Right? You guys sure are a bunch of bowlocks. Here I set up a deal for you that's gonna make you famous. And what happens? You're such lousy musicians, you can't even make the notes come out straight. A kid with a triangle has a better sense of tempo than you do. Well, I want to tell you guys just one thing. Hey, wait a minute. Listen. I said listen! You know what I just told Marty Dunn? Huh? I told him to forget it. About Friday's recording, I mean. You know why? Because you're going to be rehearsing for a network television show. That's why. Listen to me. A network show. A Sunday night show. We tape it in ten days. So if you want to go out tonight, go out. Well, then that's it, because tomorrow we start working. So tonight, have a blast! Have a blast, huh? At 
the end of the clip, the manager plays chopsticks for a second on the piano that's sitting there. And then there is more of the band imploding, and that reaches the end of the full hour mark. That leaves us 15 minutes to go at this point. Woo! Man, it's like that thing you do, only horrible. <laughs> it's like that thing you do, so it's only exactly realistic. Like that thing you do. <laughs> it's actually realistic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the Playtone it's Record that thing Company. It's only horrible. The Playtone Record Company thing is a little bit different because they're upfront about what the band's obligations are pretty much for everything, a lot more than what this guy is. Uh, they get money, they yeah, make right? some money, but not like what this guy is pulling off. <laughs> yeah, this guy is we, really fucking. Oh, I, I was just saying, this guy's really trying to pull off of whole nother scam it's a, it's a whole big scam but yeah this the whole thing where he's literally like the way that they're making it seem all he really has to offer is like these runaway girls it seems that are hanging around him or need a place to stay that he just basically pimps them out to get something done and then when somebody doesn't go for it or if somebody's not you know willing to trade their morals and or whatever it is that they're going to do for a quick bling with like a bunch of chicks or if the chicks won't do what he wants his career is pretty much over anyway which is very much like a pimp and then he expands that to trying to be like a manager for a band by essentially pimping out the band somewhat in the same way where he gets all the money and they do all the work but he pays them just enough to keep them going and keeps them in the women and all this other stuff this guy's literally just a con artist spinning plates the entire time and that's what you're watching him do yeah yeah that's exactly right and it's creepy as fuck <laughs> well he's so good at it too is like the and the way that it's portrayed is actually pretty fucking realistic like this is pretty much oh, yeah. the, the world was pretty much run by a bunch of sexual favors performed by unwilling women that were coerced into it so they had a place to stay i mean that's exactly how the world has been yeah, run forever so, i mean it's really fucking depressing when you put it like that but i mean you're not wrong at all <laughs> <laughs> oh christ let's just go ahead and wrap this movie up it's bumming the shit out of me anyway let's fit it'll be yeah, i know right it's fucking yeah great and then you think about any kind of music you've ever listened to and it's just fucking well how did that go <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah totally all right so let's do this the final 15 the band is imploding once again it's a clip i can't take this anymore so that's more dialogue and our clip i just can't wake get it today, well, well wake up and get it chris stop it go yourself buster didn't you say i said go yourself he said go yourself Oh yes, that's what he said. Go yourself, my friend. Go yourself, my friend. Go yourself, my friend. Go get it in the end. Get yourself, my friend. Go yourself, my friend. Go. All right, all right. Now how do we rehearse without the guitar? Who needs this? I got me a date anyhow. Hey man, we better rehearse. Not time out, can we? Look, we haven't got enough time to work up a new number. We'll take one off the album. Look, Baker, do you have any idea what it costs to run this studio? Where are your boys? Look, they're probably stuck in traffic. They'll be here in a second. They'd better be. We tape it too, with them or without them. Frankly, I've heard they're all on pots and LSD. If this show were in front of a live audience, I wouldn't have them. Oh, no, Mr. Roswell, they're a wonderful bunch. Look, while we're waiting for them, there's somebody who's been dying to meet you. Barbara, come here, honey. Barbara, this is Mr. Roswell. He's the producer you've been pestering me to meet. Oh, Mr. Roswell. You're such a doll to have the big blast on your show. I just don't know what to 
do. I'm so grateful. You know what I call men who use women this way. And young lady, do you know what I call girls who let themselves be used this way? Go wipe some of that paint off your eyes. Now look what you've done. You know, he's right. You're painted up like Sadie Thompson. We have to tape in five minutes, Mr. Baker. Don't they have to tune up yet? Uh, no, my assistant will take care of it. Gordy! Make sure you tune those guitars. Hey, man, you on a trip or something? Just tune them up. Is that your group? What, are they sick or something? I hear a battle with an network dragon. What's happened to you guys? Gordy, get some coffee and fast. Oh, man, coffee ain't it. What they need is an overhaul in an oil tank. We came to play. Where's our your fighting expression instrument? Guys, listen. Now look, just do this one show right, and and tonight we'll have a fantastic party, right? Yeah, a big blast! Yeah, a big one! Right. Right. Look, look, look. I'll rewrite this contract so you guys are gonna get some more room. And the first thing we do is go to Jamaica for a couple of weeks. But first, you guys gotta pull yourselves together. Look, this is important. Please, try it, will you? Please. Please. Well, what do you know? The big man said, please. <laughs> that ought to be worth about a nickel, huh? <laughs> what do you say? Shall we give it up one more time? Shall we have one big blast for our beloved king and pilot? Huh? What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so that was our pent ultimate clip that we just got out and taken care of. So then we see the band struggle their way onto stage and then perform some stupid song, and they act all fall over belligerent the entire time at the studio director. They somehow pull it together but play too old of a song. They now need to perform a new song after getting a pep talk. The whole time, Bungie is melting the fuck down. They end up pulling it together to finally dedicate a song to the manager and it is their song go bleep yourself that they play only a whole band makes noise when it's supposed to be go fuck yourself and they have effectively ruined their would-be careers i suppose and that leads to our final clip you morons will never work again i'll see to that hey what did he call us morons well what do you know he insulted our religion i mean it you'll never work none of you Hey, fellas, I don't think our manager and partner liked our song. Well, back to the old drawing board. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna take this contract tonight, rip it up, give you a new one. Well, we'll see. I'll hold you. You won't work any place again, ever. Are you sure that's our contract? You'll never see it. Well, well, my friend, I want you to pay very special attention to what I have in my pocket. Now look very closely. Ha! Hey. hey! This contract isn't worth the paper it's written on. You young morons will never work again! I mean, you'll never ever work again! I'll see to that! I mean, in TV stations like this, where you're so popular, 
Gordy, this coffee's cold. Well, man, I'm like out of dimes. Well, that's all right. We can use it to cool off our former manager. <laughs> Shall we fight, Bucci? We'd love to. <laughs> all right. <laughs> another day, another dollar, right? <laughs> you guys were good while you laughing. Better start thinking about my uh, my new group. Coming, Gordy? <laughs> we got some extra quail tonight. Hey, man, that's what I'm for. <laughs> what is it with you guys? You weren't drunk. What's this all about? Well, that's show business, huh? <laughs> that ends with another band montage of them running around, having a blast again, free of the manager, and they roll those ending fucking credits stirring it. It's the band running around ending credits that really, really reminds me of the Monkees and or the Beatles, which the Monkees were just a parody of that stuff happening in the Beatles. That was very much the most obviously uh, influenced by the Beatles stuff, those montages of the band running around. They even recreate some of the things that the Beatles do in their first couple of movies that the Monkees ripped off. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a disappointing film. It's not um, too much of a bummer. It has a bit of a happy ending, and you can kind of see, like, maybe the kids... uh, figured out a way out of the contract and what was going on there at the very end and maybe they have just been basically blowing up their career this entire time to get back at Bungie ever since he set them up with that fake sting I don't know exactly how far back it goes that they realized it but at least you get to see the kids get free of him Bungie's fucked over again and left out on his own just to try and do this all over again and you know see if he can scam his way to the top with more people to offer sex to everyone on the way but from the sounds of things this band has forced him to burn a bunch of bridges and use blackmail and now he has nothing left i'm not sure exactly if that's the ending or what yeah i think that he kind of has nothing left that's why he's so desperate to get them to start playing right it's because he has no other favors that he can ask anyone to you know for yeah i think that might be the case as well it seems like even his ladies had abandoned him at this point like he doesn't even have them anymore um the movie doesn't make it super clear but um, there's definitely a through line here that uh, this you you nailed it when you said that this is essentially the same story as that thing you do. I mean, it's very close to that. Instead yeah. of it being just a one hit wonder that took it all the way to the very top across the country. This is the story of a regional hit that gets on TV and, you know, actually starts making good money and playing out and doing shows and things like that. And then you watch the band implode because they're being manipulated and uh, it was too much too soon, too fast. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Exactly. And it's kind of the story that everyone has for any kind of music fame story, you know, story about getting famous and shit like that. Yeah, we've seen tons of behind the music to where this sort of thing is still kind of happening to musicians, kind of. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Big time. Yeah, but overall, it's it's an enjoyable film. 
Yeah, it is overall an enjoyable film, and I'm glad that uh, I just kind of sandwiched it in with a bunch of the other movies that were in the shock and gore box set already. There's one other film um, that I appended to the end of this, and that's when uh, Friedman and Herschel Gordon-Lewis team up for Blood Feast 2 in like the 20 aughts. Uh, that's going to be the thing that closes out this run. Uh, I am pleasantly surprised by this, and I was not expecting to get a good movie, but we got a pretty decent uh, exploitation drive-in flick here. I mean, it's still roughly produced. It still looks the same as all his other movies, but the acting is pretty on par. The music is pretty fucking decent and the story is actually really well attended to. This is, I'm not kidding, one of his finest movies that he's done. It really is. It has a great story to it and it's easy to follow along with and it doesn't sidetrack you. Not at all. It, it sticks to it. It does a lot of uh, little weird psychedelic trip out stuff like we got in Something Weird, but it's based around the music and it's happening with the band partying or whatever whenever it does some of that weird freaky stuff. I think if they would have taken this a little bit further like with blast off girls and done some of the trippy stuff that they tried to do in something weird can you imagine like how much cooler this could have even been because it would have just been this weird like psych out in the middle of this story that's happening whenever the band's partying and stuff it would have been cool to see the band do acid and have a something weird freak out in it (laughs) yeah right that would have been nice but you know what give us more of those horrific drug scare movies right but that's just like something that i think would have really been a nice way to pad out the time is to do something like that instead of some of the running around montages but for being a knockoff and like stealing the ideas that happened in some of those beatles movies with another band uh this is perfect this is exactly what you'd want and it does it does its job just well and it's a pleasant surprise for just being sandwiched in to fill a time for a week basically yeah exactly Yeah, it's nice. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I think you can come up with a story time so we can end up, uh, end this episode and get it all over with. Or you have more to say about the movie or? I have nothing more to say about the movie. I I don't know about a story time either. So it might be news, but uh, we'll see. (laughs) Oh, come on. We can just, you know, come up with something off the top of our ass. It doesn't have to talk about this band or whatever. And I can go first, see if I spark anything for you too. That's true. Yeah. Well, we'll take the break. Let's do that. We'll take the break here. We're going to play what is, um, some would call affectionately frat rock with the band the swinging medallions and i'm pretty sure i may have played this on the show before but i know matt loved it so much the last time i played it gonna play it again the song double shot of my baby's love by the swinging medallions Swinging Medallions with Double Shot of My Baby's Love, a song that if Matt Sayop has not heard before or doesn't remember, is immediately a fan of. Yes, I love it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say when I say frat rock, it's clearly designed to have a bunch of guys sing along together all at once with a song that a bunch of guys can get behind where they're talking about, I wasn't passed out in her front yard because I was too drunk, officer. I was passed out in her front yard because I got a double shot of her love. <laughs> 
Yeah, love it. <laughs> I knew you would like it. So hopefully that sparked something for everyone for a story time. Psyop, will you tell us a story? Oh shit! Uh, all right, I, I got probably got a good drunk. I mean, I have so many drunk stories. <laughs> um, there's a time I saw a guy get speared into uh, a campfire. You want to hear about that? Speared into a campfire at a party. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like WWE uh, speared, right. like football, like tackle speared. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Tell yeah. us that story. Speared into a. Fu- all right. Uh God children how long ago was this go ahead and say conservatively it was probably about 21 years ago um it was shortly shortly before i met my now wife and uh i was hanging out and we were actually uh going out at the bars and then uh, it was right around i believe it, 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 being this being memorial day weekend this was right around uh uh say uh 4th of july thank you uh and so people were having house parties and campfires and uh one of our friends got a call that uh they were having a party at this one place out in the middle of nowhere so we decided to say hell with it let's do it and this is exactly why i believe kids die in horror movies um so we get to this party and everyone's having a good time but then you can kind of feel the mood swift you know like guys are getting a little more edgy a little more you know talking to one another and i'm like everybody might i don't know about the, the bond and the fire was huge like a huge bonfire type thing so he's like yeah and i'm like i'm not going near the fire because the closer you got to the fire the closer like the inner circle of kind of guys bickering at one another over stupid ass shit was getting so finally one guy yelled out that uh yelled out that, that the other guy that there's two main guys arguing and finally one guy yelled out he goes the reason why you're always in such a pissy mood is because you can't get your girlfriend off because you're small dick and i know that because she tells me that every morning when she leaves my room and goes into yours so it tells me they're also roommates uh so that we were all like oh shit that's that's something that's a fight like, that's a fucking fight and, yeah that that's a that's a fight on site and but but it was funny there was a quietness after he said it after he yelled it because it was almost like rabble rabble the amount of noise you know like noise to signal ratio was just horrific because everyone was yelling at one another <laughs> and me and my friend were sitting there like we we started to also realize that the people who invited us to this party had left someplace so now we don't know anybody here so we are really backing up and i'm like get you know you if you have the keys we got to get the fuck out of here and he goes i do and i go all right well let's let's just start backing up slowly as that calls attention to ourselves um and then after the bit of silence wore off the uh, the guy the guy's girlfriend who you know just got ragged on she's leading him away saying he didn't mean nothing i'm not going into his room he's fucking lying to you and all that and the guy was just standing by the fire and it looked like the guy was gonna head back into the home and then he just ripped away from his girlfriend almost throwing her to the ground ran and he speared that guy right into a goddamn bonfire so they're both Woo. inside how tall I, was this fire that they get? They both went it. Yeah, it was pretty tall. It was bad. Uh, the guy did the spear. He got a lot worse. His face and head went into a fire. The guy's whole entire backside who got speared got fucked up too. It was not good. And then somebody called the cops, and that's when we said we were getting the fuck out of there. Last thing I saw, they were both rolling on the ground on fire, and people were trying to like 
one guy was going to pour like a bottle of alcohol before someone knocked it out of his hands because that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> to try and put him so out. Then, He's going to dump vodka then, on them. People are trying to. <laughs> somebody's called 911. Somebody's trying to find where there's water or like they found a, like, a fucking faucet, but now they need a bucket or a cup and everyone's panicking. And I'm like, all right, that sounds about time, time for us to be hitting the old dusty trail, if you know what I mean. And we got the fuck out of it. As we were driving down a very lonely highway, we saw a fire truck and two ambulances just blowing down the street and then a cop car not far by. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Um, I got don't get drunk and spear people into a uh, fire pit. All right. People. I got a I got a blackout mean drunk story of that I was a witness to as well that I, I can tell. Actually, you just sparked right. an interest for. I'm going to have to change some yeah. details a little bit to protect the innocent in this. Um, but uh uh, there were a couple of guys that were friends of friends that were, uh, well, one was a friend of a friend and the other one was that friend of a friend's roommate. Uh, and it was not my get together. It was this friend's get together. So they were inviting all of these people together for like a cookout and, you know, hang out, drink, and then like camp on their property afterwards. This is back home where I grew up. And uh, so yeah. my friends in this are all innocent. Uh, my the, the main host in this is all obviously innocent. And it's just these two guys that are these two chuckle fucks that they're roommates and they both have a part of a problem with drinking and they're both mean drunks. Right. So, uh, yeah, my friends and I were all in a band together. So we were just talking shit about, you know, each other and like, you know, how, uh, like at music in general, just because like we all split off and went and did other things after high school. You know, I was in a band in Pittsburgh and, um, my other friend had started up his own band and everything. And this guy that is, was working with him at the time, uh, had his, his roommate and this other dude were basically a problem. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but I asked the guy to stop playing the drums so that I could tune up a guitar because we were getting ready to have my friends and I get back together and like try and see if we could remember any of the songs that we played just for fun because it'd been a couple years. And uh, mm -hmm. the guy wouldn't stop drumming the drum set. And then when I asked him to stop, he freaked the fuck out and just threw every drum all over the place, like just basically trashed the drum set, tossing it everywhere inside. And it's not his drum set. He doesn't fucking own it. Right. Just basically tossing it everywhere and all over the place, like storming off all pissy, like he's going to do something about it. You know what I mean? And I'm standing there. I'm yeah, standing that, there. Yeah, I'm standing there holding my friend's guitar while he's doing this, just looking at him. And I'm like, all right, you come at me. I'm going to hit you with this guitar. That's all there is to it. And then he storms off. Mm -hmm. um, after he storms off. Um, oh, by the way, Bev was there with me. So I look over at Bev and she's obviously terrified and I get super fucking pissed off. So I take out my earrings. I take off the necklace that I have on and I'm like, I'm going to fuck this dude up. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready to fucking do something, but I, I'm just, just because I'm pissed at that moment. And like, she grabs me and stops me. And by the time we both walk outside after she gets me to calm down, that guy gets into a fight with his fucking roommate and like starts shoving him and calling him names and stuff. And his roommate is drinking out of this, like, you know, those like large glass beer steins, like with the nice big handle and everything. Oh yeah. Like not the one that's like, not, oh yeah. I yeah, have a not few like of those. the really giant one that's like a 64 ouncer, but like a smaller one that's like a, like a little bit over a pint, like a 24 ounce, like, you know, mug for beer and stuff. This guy's been chugging 
chicken out of those like all night. And the guy calls him a, like the guy that just threw the d- drum set around calls his roommate a pussy and shoves him because he wants to fight with somebody, but apparently he didn't want to fight with me. He just wanted to get pissy and storm off. And his roommate's like, don't you call me a pussy and baps him on the side of the head with that giant glass mug. It doesn't break. The beer goes everywhere. Ooh. He goes down and just basically is like laying there and his face immediately starts swelling up. And then the other guy is like, I told you not to call me a pussy. He throws the mug at him. The mug bounces off of his fucking head on the top and lands in the grass. Again, doesn't even fucking chip. That just shows you the craftsmanship of this glass mug. And uh, he goes over. Well put Yeah, together. and then he goes over like he's going to start kicking him and stuff. And then, you know, a bunch of people pull him off and everything and keep that from happening. Well, anyway, the host of the party, the guy whose house it actually was, had to drive the drunken ass jerk who just was basically getting in a fight uh, with his roommate in front of everybody and like smacking him, you know, with the glass and all that shit home to avoid a, a need to call the cops. And then everybody else attends yeah. to the dude that's all Jesus. bruised up and, and you know, looking pretty black and blue and swollen so far. They get some ice on it. It looks better. Apparently nothing's broken. He can open his jaw and everything. But he's so drunk, who can really tell the difference anyway? And he talks everybody out of taking him to a hospital and then just basically goes and passes out. Uh, <laughs> mm, he probably was concussed. <laughs> I would assume so, but he basically got what he was looking for. But the thing is, is like, I knew he was coming at me. Like, I knew he was going to do it, but like, I pretty yeah. much just took the guitar off and like had a hold of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. It was like, right. And I'm like, I'm like, go. I'd rather pay for Thanks. a new guitar than let this guy get whatever's going to happen, you know? But then he goes and he gets himself yeah, right. clobbered in the fucking head with a giant fucking glass mug. This just goes to show, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to stop drinking, by the way, when I saw that happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost got suckered into it too because he pissed me off when I mean like he trashed my friend's drum set so I'm like I'm gonna kick the shit out of this guy for that you know what I mean <laughs> I'm like yeah I just you're watching it you're like Jesus people if you can't handle if your alcohol makes you angry don't drink no more That's yeah so there you go folks if something maybe if something maybe continuously pissed off I wouldn't keep doing it <laughs> then why do you do the show well because I get less pissed off all the time and just more sad That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's stories of people at drunken revelry parties because that was definitely a big portion of this show and uh, fighting that ensues when people yes. can't hold their shit. There we go. That's that's perfect, right? Let's fucking end this show. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play the Ending Legion promo and then after that, the band The Leaves with the song Too Many People and then we're going to close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. 
horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. was the leaves with too many people and closing out this show will be the band the remains with why do i cry that's going to complete our uh tetralogy yes that's uh, uh, yeah no I it's think tetralogy so. yeah it's going to complete our tetralogy of music that was featured in that nuggets box set for everyone and i'm going to either use the word correctly or incorrectly when i say the word tetralogy however that hey man you do you i'm not here to yell at you about it i can't do it i don't know what the if you'd like to find on. the uh previous 408 instances where i've argued semantics over a linguistic choice of myself uh that matt has then tried to smooth over by making it something that i can segue with and did fairly well you can check that out at <laughs> legionpodcast.com yeah. forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast way to go everyone we're doing great if you'd like me to try to over explain everything a bit for you in text form i can do that on the legion discord chat uh not that i've been asked a lot of questions although i had a suggestion of something that we should cover and i'm all like yeah but joe bob just did that so no oh <laughs> No, we have to wait some time then after he does it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's give the rundown of the memes and get everybody the fuck out of here so more time can pass before we yeah. cover anything. Let's get everyone home. <laughs> All right. So the and first place you and I can go on vacation. Uh, the first place that the memes are going to be posted is cinema underscore psyops. That is on our Instagram feed. Then it gets shared to the Facebook page of cinema psyops. Then the Facebook group of cinema psyops, as well as my main page, court psyops, all aptly named for this podcast, psyops, cinema thereof. The psyops of cinema. <laughs> While you're out there wishing we would just say our name right, get the <laughs> fuck out of this weekend, make it your bitch. <laughs>
jump, jumped right in a horse fucking get fucked with a horse. I can see you, but I don't hear you. Get fucked with a horse. Jumped right in a horse fucking. Fuck him! So are you here? Do I hear you? Yes, I hear you. Yep, I'm here. How's it going? <laughs> Fuck, man, I don't know what's going on. I love that fucking thing, so I'm gonna have to keep working on it. Yeah, well... I have to buy a new arm, too. You don't have to buy a new arm. I got springs. I can... So I'll get that bought, too. Well, no, no, it's not the springs. It won't screw onto it. The bottom of the screw where you would screw it on, the plastic where it would catch is off, and it won't get deep enough into that mic, unlike the blue mic, which goes deep enough. Oh, okay. Um. Well, you don't have to buy a new arm. I, I have an yeah, arm. I can't it's not expensive to buy. Oh, okay, I didn't. I didn't know. So I was like, I'm buying arm. That's fine. But other than that, I fucking love that thing. Well, get it so, working first I'm before you buy the arm. With Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that first. If it works in the computer and you can record in the computer, I don't know why it's not working with Zoom other than there might be some additional settings, but I'm sure a quick Google search will tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I'll be all right. All right. Well, I'm ready to fucking I'll rock. I'll be fine. All right. Let's do it. And roll. All right. I need to get you ready to record. And let's just hope that maybe. All right. You're ready to record. Here's my option. Recording in progress. There we go. One, two, three. All right. Well, I can't play the fucking intro because it always breaks my heart to hear it now. So I'm just going to go into the show here. So three, two, one. While you're out there wishing we would just say our name right, get the fuck out of this weekend, make it your bitch. <laughs> All right, you can stop on your side. All right. Yeah. Recording stopped.